You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. You're listening to Lust for Life with James L. Mattern and Benji Suswine. All right, my peoples. This is America's number one podcast as voted on by who? Canadians. Where are they from? Canadia. I think that's a country. This is Lust for Life. I am James L. Mattern. I'm by myself. I'm recording this on a black mirror. That's right. On an iPhone 5 whatever. I don't ever pay attention when I buy them. Who's, what do you have, a 5S, a 5Q? I have a 5. I have a 5. I don't know what the other... I don't know if I had a 4S, 4SL. They, they, they stop adding these letters. Just make them. Just make them as is and it's good. I'm ranting way too early in this. I need more structure. I'm here in Vegas. I am in my cousin's room. I'm staying with my aunt and uncle. If you listened last week, you understand that uh, the next few episodes will be like this. I am in town for a funeral, for my grandmother's funeral. Um, it is still days away because, um, damn it, Gentiles take forever to bury people. It's insane. So let's just get to this. Let's talk about this, and then we'll move to some other things. I don't want to just talk about death, but it's what's going on with me, so I want to talk real about this. So I'm an adult now. I, I um, don't have birth parents or the, my grandparents anymore. Luckily, I have my stepdad and his wife, who's awesome, who I give stepmom status to. Hi, Keith and Lynn. Um, they're awesome. But I'm an adult now. I have to make decisions and do things that adults do. And one of those is um, making decisions for the funeral, like picking flowers. That's what I did today. I picked flowers. That's part of being adult, everybody. One day, you might have to be in a floral shop and make the important decision. Do you want red or yellow flowers? On the heart reef. This was a big deal. There's adults discussing it. Color schemes. Deciding if the heart should have a break in it. Should have a hole in it. Should be big, middle, small, whatever. Like, it's insane. That is part of being an adult. And then it's such a heavy decision. On top of your grief, you then have to go day drink. That's right. We had a couple cold ones and ate nachos for breakfast at 2 p.m. That's how you do it. But these are what... Everyone just thinks, you know, when you're a kid, you hate being a kid because you get told what you have to do, right? I'll go to bed, do your homework, eat the flavorless oatmeal, um, eat 10 Brussels sprouts. Don't let me see you throwing a couple to the, to the dog. We'll cook another 20, make you eat extra. True story. True story for me, but I'll get to that later. Um, you can't wait to grow up. You really want to grow up and be an adult. And boy, all that fun you're going to have. Yeah, be an adult. Picking flowers. That's what it is. Stuff like that. Rereading an obituary 57 times. Changing, changing commas. Making sure you're not offending anyone by, by calling them just a grandkid. Oh, represented by this. These are things that you have to do as an adult. And these are things that can offend other people in your sect, in your group, in your family. And you have to make sure you're not doing it. Luckily, I've been watching a lot of Sopranos, so I'm knowing now how to deal with people. Or at least I've convinced myself of that. And realizing that you have to make concessions to please people. And making deals. At one point, I think I said, what, what about the Conley trucks? And what about um, the zoning district in Newark? 
And I think my uncle was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, man, I thought I was Tony Soprano again. All right, never mind. You're not Hesh. So that was good. This is wild, man. My ma died early on a Friday morning, Thursday, late Thursday night, 1 a.m. Pacific Standard Times. Two weeks later, we were going to bury her because Gentiles take forever. I don't understand what this is. If my grandma was um, Rothstein instead of Mattern, she would have been buried probably about 20 minutes before she died. God bless you, Jewish folks. Once again, if you're a regular listener to this delightful podcast, you know that I'm not sure if I'm Jewish or Mexican on my father's side. I feel a connection to Jewish blood. I want to learn more about Judaism and the culture. But one of the greatest things about the culture is you don't waste time when people die. You just don't. Blessed. But all you anti-Semites, you better learn something, okay? First of all, hating is stupid. But second of all, efficient. What an efficient way to live. You gotta, that's just moxie. That's just the way to do it. Someone dead, get them in the ground, and then we can... Then we can really get sad and get over it and move on and celebrate their lives and be humans. Just waiting for two weeks. That's what it is. Nothing we could do. That's what we're stuck. I don't understand how it's this gotten busy. Is the funeral home business pushing people aside? I mean, is this a big racket for them? Are they bullying people? Hey, we like to take our time. I know. Yes, she died on January 8th. How's March 4th? No. How about January 10th? No, hey, we're busy. We've got a lot of people. Yeah, I know busy. Unfortunately, it's always going to be a boom business, isn't it? Funeral homes. People aren't not dying. They're going to, you know, it's, it's a, what a, everyone always says that like restaurants are recession proof and show business is recession proof. I'll tell you who's recession proof. Funerals. What are we, we going to do? we just going to throw the dead in the street eventually? Like this is some horrible um, 1820s movie, movie based in 1820s London. Isn't that, isn't that a thing? That they used to do that in London, like the Jack the Ripper days. It's like, oh, there's another dead hooker. Throw on Carnaby Street, or whatever the streets are. Yep, just throw the dead in the streets. That's all we do. That's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. So guess what? Big business, funeral homes. And they're just going to keep pushing it back. When I was a kid, someone died. I mean, it was like four days later. But when I was a kid, now it got longer as I grew up because um, the Catholic side of my family, in which I was raised, people would die. And you'd have like three or four days to alert everyone that that person was dead. And then guess what we would do? We had these things called viewings. And it was insane. We would, my, God bless my pops. My grandfather would raise me. But the dude would just, I mean, viewings are crazy. For those of you who don't know what they are, you just go and you see the body. We do three, four days. We would do three or four days in a row. The same 30 people are there, maybe 50. Like, you might get some different people. It's like, let's have a bunch of days just in case some people have to work and some people can't make it certain days. That is nice. But then the immediate family, you have to call out of work all week and it's insane. And you can't pay any bills. You're going there. They're dressed the same. I've always argued, if you're going to have a multiple day viewing, change, the, change what they're wearing. Mix it up a little. Immediate family's going to be there every day. Give them, a, give them a red tie today, a blue one tomorrow. Done. Change, change the necklaces on a lady. 
put a little bow in her head one day. Mix it up, make it interesting. I'm being real here. Mix up the memories. Maybe this, maybe on Wednesday, she's dressed in blue. Thursday in black. Maybe the black dress reminds you, oh, remember when she took me to uh, Chuck E. Cheese? She wore black. Boom. What a great memory that was. Who knows? So, um, it got to that point where someone would die on a Tuesday and it would be like an all-star weekend. You get to the weekend and it's like a seven-day thing. It's st- Friday starts, starts the... Uh, the funeral, per se, in the sense of a viewing, but there's six days of viewing. Then there's the actual funeral and the burial. But also, this has been done in my family, multiple, multiple viewings. Three days in Vegas, four days in in Rochester, three days in Baltimore. We don't know anyone in Baltimore, but just in case, um, had some friends there who migrated. Let's do it. Florida, move it around. Like, seriously, we toured like it's the Grateful Dead. That's how we used to do this. Just move them around. Let people tour, tour the dead. Just, it's insane. Now, it's not even that. Now it's just, hey, when can I bury Ma? How about 2031? It's 2015. Get the dead in the ground, anyone. I don't know. Did we have any undertakers or whatever you guys? I'm sure undertaker's a dirty word now, too. I'm, I'm... I'm sure you want to be called like funeral home Americans or whatever it is. Mortuary Americans. I don't want to offend you. Okay. But I mean, anyone out there in this business who's a listener, a supporter of Lust for Life, give me a holler at Jamie, J-A-M-I-E, Lewis, L-O-U-I-S, Mattern, M-A-T-T-E-R-N, at gmail.com. That's my actual email. JamieLewisMattern at gmail.com. And tell me, what is the purpose of making people wait to bury? Is it this backed up? Is, is there really that many dead that we just, we can't get them in the ground? That we don't have enough room to put them places? That we're, maybe the two weeks is to find a place to bury. It's like, all right, I know you loved your family member, but... um. Yeah, we don't. We have to dig holes. Are you okay under the under an overpass on the freeway? We're just gonna dig down there, kick out some junkies, put them there. We're gonna. We have to send scouts to find places, or is it just too many people dead and there's just not enough like space for ceremonies? Who knows? You need to tell me. And anyone who's been going through anything like this, if you have a crazy story that's happened to you dealing with death. If it's taking you forever to bury people, tell me. Because this does drive me nuts. I'm in town for 10 days now. I'm going to be here for 10 days. It's crazy. Because what are you going to do? You're going to wait 11 days, let your family grieve alone? you got to come. But this is crazy. It takes forever. So people in the funeral business, give me a yell. Let me know. Let me know how business is being done. Or if this is, a, let's be honest, maybe you have inside information. Maybe you were in the funeral business. Maybe there's a scam going on. That's right. Let's let's make it sound like like this. <laughs> sound like one of those old super conservative kooks late night radio. Everything is a scam. Everything. That's right. My grandmother was buried four weeks after she was dead. You know who's benefiting that? The liberals. That's right. The liberals were trying to help their black president. Don't tell me it's different because he's really from Kenya and he's a Nazi. 31 past the hour. That's my impression of people 
of those super conservative. Uh, let's say this. I am, I don't know if you can pick it up from my views over the, the uh, year and a half of this wonderful program, Lust for Life, um, loved by Canadia. I am a moderate conservative. And what that means is I am that now cliche that people say of socially liberal and uh, fiscally conservative. Which is, you know, you know, people call that libertarian. I guess I'm a libertarian. I don't like guns, which makes me not a libertarian, because they love guns. Libertarians are gun, 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 gun. You ever meet a libertarian? Like someone who's like a, like a member, like has a card, an actual card-carrying member of libertarians? They only what they say is gun. They're like the Smurfs. Remember, the Smurfs was like, hey, I'm going to go Smurf across the Smurf and then eat a cold uh, Smurf salad and Smurfity Smurf Smurf. Um, libertarians are like that with guns. Like, how are you? Gun, gun, gun. Okay, you want to have a hamburger for, for lunch? Gun, 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 gun. It's, 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 everything's gun. Second Amendment. And it's, it's crazy. But I'm socially liberal. I don't care what you do as long as you don't um, step on me. Golden rule. That's how I believe in. I don't care um, if gay people are making out. Let them do it. Guess what? I don't even care if they have sex. Ooh, icky. I don't care. They're not going to force you. They're not going to put a gun in one ear and a penis in the other. They're not going to. What are you talking about? It's not going to happen. Relax. I don't care about that. I don't care about people getting tattoos on their necks. I'm pro-choice. Probably pro-life for myself. Haven't gotten to that point yet. Could happen. We'll see. I make mistakes. What are you doing? I'm shooting a different kind of gun. Accidents can happen, baby. Um, but what I want to bring up with this is, God, conservative radio and your Fox News is in that. A lot of it's pro wrestling. And on the other side, too, everybody, MSNBC, some of these pundits. But I want to focus on the conservative view. God, I have conservative views. I am a moderate Republican or whatever, libertarian without the gun, whatever you want. And when you listen to some of these fanatics, especially in the local markets, like if you go to Phoenix, oh, go to Phoenix. There's some, I've driven through Phoenix, listen to some of these maniacs, maniacs. And they make all of us with any conservative thought look like Heinrich Himmler. Not even Hitler. Hitler's overused. They make us look like Heinrich Himmler. They make us look like Mussolini, Idi Amin. They make us look like if you have any thought if you ever were like, no, I'm just not really big in giving handouts. Oh, my God, you want to murder puppies and children at the same time. No, I do not. I want to keep the money that I'm making. That's what I'm about. I am not Rush Limbaugh, who wants to kill any celebrity who donates a dollar to Al Gore or believes that the weather is changing. Oh, it's a greater conspiracy. No, it's not. Shut up. But it's a shame. And it's tough. It's tough having these views, especially as an artist. You know, look, comedians are technically an artist. I mean, we're artists. Some are more artistic than others. Like what a Louis C.K. does or Richard Pryor. Right? It's beautiful. It's art. But let's be honest. For the most part, we are the most workmanlike union, if you will, artist there is. We're, we're very close to being the carpenters of artists. Go in there, get your job done, get out. Do your routine. A lot of times it's going to be the same. Even people who are improvisers, a lot of it's kind of the same kind of improvising. Just to get, get your laugh, get out of there, dummy. 
You're basically a union guy. You're coming in, you're clocking in. Then you leave with your lunch pail on your arm. That's good. That's what we do. Very workmanlike, blue collar. But we're still artists. So it's tough. I think club comedians, some of them, and the older ones, tend to be conservative. If you go to the back table at the comedy cellar, I'm not there much. I hang out every once in a while. More conservatives back there than you would think. You go to an alternative spot, these young comics, comics with superhero t-shirts on and that, they're incredibly liberal. And it's hard to have any conservative thought. And they, they're mean. They'll, they'll be mean. They'll be like, we should kill all Republicans. That's another thing. If you really want to kill someone who just doesn't agree with you, you're a horrible person. And especially, I'm going to say this, if you're a liberal. I've met many liberals who are like, oh, that person's a Republican. They should die. That's not very open-minded and progressive, is it? To think we should kill someone who, uh, who just happens to think maybe, maybe you should keep the baby in your belly. Just really? That's insane. Let me take a sip of Rockstar. Hold on. Oh, God bless America. But, but that's it. And I'm hoping this show ends up being a place for people where you can have your opinions. And I'm not going to judge you for them. I'm going to speak my mind. There's got to be a place for us who are like in the middle. You know, who doesn't have a team. You know, my team is me, my friends, my family, America. I want these people to succeed. My, my team is the human race. That's my team. I want people to get the most out of themselves. I want people to be as happy as they can without infringing on others. That's what I want. That's what I'm trying to do, man. That's all we should all be trying to do. Now, some people can't do that. Some people can't um, spread love. Some people have to destroy things. Some people think they're entitled to things, and that's where we have chaos, which is probably the natural order. But I think we all should try to be good people. We should try to help people out. We should try to bury your, fa- your loved ones in a couple days if we can. But then if we can't, and we really can't, then we should also be nice to those people who can do that for us. They're just doing their job. We have to spread love. We have to live by the golden rule. You have to be who you is, which is something we've been saying on this show for a long time. So that's, that's what we're going to be doing. No, no teams. It's no team. We're all stuck in the middle. We're all in gray, which ironically, I'm wearing a gray shirt right now. Isn't that exciting? A gray shirt. That metal show, a gift from my old stage manager from warm-up days, Ruff, who worked on that show. It's a beautiful shirt. I wish you guys could see it. I'm going to go put one online so you can see the magic. No teams, my friend. I don't root for the left. I don't root for the right. I root for what's right. Everything is a decision. Everything's the moment. At this moment, I think raise taxes. At this moment... I think zaba baba baba. I didn't want to get in real topics right there. I didn't want to give you real examples because I'm going to be honest. My head's still hurting. I mean, a week of grieving. I just bought, I went worked out at a park and I just picked up on the walk back to this house coconut water. Because a week of grieving is a week of hangovers. Coconut water handles business. So I couldn't really tell you real issues. And I haven't watched that much news in these last couple of days. I'll be honest. So I don't know topics. What are you going to do? Just went on a big speech about political parties, and I don't really know that many issues going on right now. So whatever. Who cares? But you know, a lot of you too. 
be honest, a lot of you out there arguing politics don't even know what you're talking about. See one thing on Twitter, one thing on Facebook, you hear, we recycle a lot. I mean, your friend tells you that, hey, you know what, Obama did this, and he, blah, 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 and then you tell another person, it's all snowball. Even the news is just, you know, hearsay. I mean, it, I mean, it's the news, but it's people reporting it to you. Maybe they're fibbing. Maybe able, maybe the super conspiracy theory people are right. All the news people all just meet, all the networks, and they just decide what to tell you and decide, all right, we're going to do more of this side of a slant, and you do that side of a slant, and it look like we have a competition and a riff and opinion, but really we're just reporting this thing, and they're all lemmings. Maybe you're right. I don't know. Because guess what? Just like we said last week, we're all slaves to the Black Mirror, which is how this episode is getting recorded. Black Mirror. Watch it on Netflix. It's terrific. All right, I think I'm going to keep this one real short. So next week will probably be the same thing. And who knows after that? I'll be back in New York. I'll be in cahoots with the great Benji. Sus wine, a.k.a. a sweet, sweet, sweet wine. That's right, I still said it. A sweet, sweet, sweet wine. And we'll figure it out, man. I hope you guys are doing good. I hope everyone's doing wonderful. Spread the love. Um, Man, life's tough. Just remember that. Mm -hmm. You can lose someone in any second and it hurts. Put aside the BS that goes with it. I mean, we have issues in this family, and people are feuding a little bit. I'm not going to lie. But peace will get made. It has to be. And you know what, man? If you feel like you love someone, make sure you tell them. Like, don't be annoying about it. Some people are crazy about it. I never love you, man. Cool. I love you. You're not even drunk. Why are you sounding like that? It's cool. I got it. But, man, every once in a while, you should just grab someone and go, man, I really appreciate you. And I love you. And uh, I hope the best for you. And I know it's weird, we're so cynical as people, right? If someone did that to me, I would kind of be a little weird at first. But that's how cynical we are, and that's how chaos is the basic order. We don't, we still have a sense of distrust of things being nice. We're programmed to be nice. Let's be honest. If you weren't taught by your parents, and if there weren't laws in society, we'd all be stabbing each other with sticks and eating each other. We probably would. Peeing wherever you want. Raping, pillaging. There'd be no Jezebel, Gawker, none of it. Just crazy. Riding around on top of lions with patched eyes because you stabbed it with a fork because no one told you it was wrong to hit an animal. That's how it is. I mean, the chaos. Chaos theory, babies. We had to be programmed to be nice. So we don't really trust when people are nice. So if someone does tell you, hey, man, thank you so much for being a great person. But what the, what the fuck's going on, man? Is someone going to run behind me and trip me now that this, well, this is going on? And you're going you're gonna to rob me? No. We're just trying to spread love. So maybe we all should put, uh, come to grips with that. Accept it. Accept being loved, man. Because you just don't know when it's going to end. For you, well, for the ones you love. You just don't know, baby. You just don't know. All right. Once again, Jamie Lewis Mattern at Gmail. Jamie, J-A-M-I-E, Lewis, L-O-U-I-S, Mattern, M-A-T-T-E-R-N, at Gmail. I will not spell out Gmail. If you can't do it, don't. And, you know, it's .com. 
I always make the mistake of writing, sending things as Gmail and not the .com. And then, oh, it's an invalid website, uh, email. And then I have to get people involved. And they go, yeah, dummy, you didn't put .com. It's like, shouldn't that just be understood? But whatever, Fanabla, go to Naples. That's some Soprano stuff. Um, have you had any issues with funerals, with dealing with death, with the treatment of a loved one passing away? Is there a conspiracy going on? Maybe there is. Hit me up with that. Do you are you are you done with teams and politics? Do you feel alienated because you you got a toe in each water, the left water and the right water? Give me a yell. I want to hear from you. And are you ready to spread love and be a person? Let me know about it, man, because this show will be here for you. Mad love to everyone at Stand Up New York Labs, man. Mad love to Benji. Mad love to Johnny Laster. Mad love to Super Tramp. Chicken Catcher Toy Chris. My boy. Minnesota John Fatigate. Donnie Gabe. Everyone who's working hard out there. Stand Up New York Labs. We have a promo code at the great comedy club Stand Up New York. My home club. Lust. L-U-S-T. Hustle that. Get some tickets. Come hang out. I don't have my dates for February yet there, but you better believe the kid will be dancing there, baby. I will be there. A couple times, hosting, zipping and zapping. Getting loose like the elemental goose. Valentine's weekend, I will be every show. Eastville Comedy Club. Boom. So make sure you go to that. Spread some love there. Um, Thank you for listening, man. I hope you all enjoyed this. This is a lot of fun to do it this way. And uh, take care of yourselves. And remember, babies, until next time, we're all worth a million of prizes. Thanks, babies.